Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here today with Robert Flint. He's the CEO and co-founder at Aggregage. Robert, welcome to the show. Hi, Kelsey. Thank you. Excited to have you today. So, Robert, why don't you start and tell me a little bit about yourself? Uh, so I'm a multiple entrepreneur, multiple time entrepreneur. Um, everything I have done has been at the intersection of technology and the media entertainment world. Um, from the mid '80s to the mid '90s, I actually was a partner in a venture capital firm. Who we were the first firm on the West Coast with that with that investment focus. Um, but I had always really wanted to go on the other side of the table, the entrepreneurial side, um, and so. Uh, I've, I've now started four companies. Um, the first one was a company called Liquid Audio that was the pioneer of digital music distribution. Um, and like I said, then everything everything else, a company in the video space, uh, one sort of in the allied in, in the in the over the top television space, and then now um, this company, Aggregate. That's so interesting. So tell me a little bit more about the name Aggregate and kind of how the company came about. So the the, the concept here is Aggregate is a mashup of, of two words, aggregate and engage. Um, what we do is we aggregate engaging content uh, in the B2B space. <clears throat> so the opportunity that we saw was that uh, since the demise of, of print trade media, um, there hadn't really been kind of any institutionalized form for B2B media. Um, there were a few companies, a few big companies that kind of replicated the traditional model. They built staffs, writing staffs, they built editorial staffs, um, and they went into a few niches, and then their distribution was entirely online. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then in every, in any other, in, you know, in most verticals, there are a lot of you know, what I'll just sort of call mom and pop shop, just sort of one-off yeah. sites that pretty much what they do is they just repurpose press releases mm -hmm. um, and write about that kind of news. So mm -hmm. we didn't really think that's what right, people wanted to read about. You know, what they really wanted was the kind of thought leadership content that would help them do better in their jobs, um, and would really kind of get give them insight as to where the the industry that they're in is going, um, and so that was that's the opportunity set that that we saw. That's so interesting. And would you say you know for the the reasons that you've been able to capitalize on the market, those are the reasons that you know really differentiates Aggregate from its competition? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would I would say that there's there are people that are doing things that are uh, in the, you know, in the same vein, but there's mm -hmm. nobody that's doing what we do. Yeah. So what distinguishes us, like I said, there are, there are traditionally sort of content driven companies that are creating a lot of content through editorial and, and writing staffs. What we do is we aggregate, we find in any given vertical, we find those people who are thought leaders, the high level executives and consultants in a field who are writing primarily primarily through a blog um, about the about the issues they see in the industry, mm -hmm. um, and we have uh, typically you know we have on on average about 125 
different content sources feeding us that content mm -hmm. um, every day, every week. And mm -hmm. so we have literally hundreds of pieces of fresh content, um, high level, good quality thought leadership content. We're very, the one human part of our process is that we're, we're very picky about what content sources we include. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That, that leads me to a question, and I think you, you tapped on it a little bit and you kind of got my gears going. So in you know, today's digital age, there's an overwhelming amount of information available, and I think you touched on that a little bit. So talk to me about how Aggregate you know, helps businesses kind of cut through the noise and find that relevant content to talk about. Um, okay, so there's, there's actually two kind of information overload questions there. Let me, let me kind of address the first one that just comes to me, which is really on the audience side, the reader mm -hmm. side. So the way we help readers figure out what the best content is, um, we have built a series of intelligent algorithms. Um, my, so my partner was the original uh, CTO of eHarmony, um, uh -huh. a guy who's used to building very big data-driven algorithms in order to create relevance. So what we do is we look at the social media and reading signals of anybody who's reading any of the content in our system. They don't have to be reading it on our sites. They can be reading it on the blogger site. They can be reading it on social media, wherever they're reading it. But in essence, in any given vertical, we utilize that those signals in order to curate the content. So if you come to the site or you get the newsletter version of it, um, it's prioritized according to what the audience is telling us is the best. Mm -hmm. um, and similarly, there's a newsletter version that, that also does that. But also these algorithms actually look at, look at every individual reader and wow. suggest content, put forth content that is most related to them. Mm -hmm. So that's cutting through the noise for the readers. Mm -hmm. So the other part of it, they, the, the question you asked was cutting through the noise for the companies. Mm -hmm. um, the way we make money is that we generate leads for company companies um, that are in a particular vertical, trying to sell into a particular vertical. <clears throat> and most of what they they invest, companies invest an incredible amount of money in content marketing, as you probably know. Given right for me's business, I suspect you know that very well, probably better than I do. Um, and you know, the, the main reason they're doing that is they're doing what I like to call playing the SEO game. They're trying to bring people to their sites. <clears throat> the issue, as you probably know, is that, and as you're, as you're alluded to for the question, you know, a, a lot of people are really good at creating that kind of content, and it's still hard to get people to come to their sites. Mm -hmm. So what we do for them is we actually provide an outbound channel to get in front of the exact target audiences they're looking for. Because we can, what I call right size, the publications, our publications, our verticals, our, I also call them content communities, um, because of our, because we basically have reduced the cost structure of, of, of implementing those. Um, we have basically the exact targets that customers are looking for. Mm -hmm. So whether you're in the, you know, looking for human resource professionals, whether you're looking for supply chain professionals, whether you're looking for product managers, whatever it is you're looking for, we can put your content marketing in front of those exact target people. And then if they're interested, that generates leads for, for you, for the company. So right. that's how we deal with cutting through the noise for both 
both sides of the equation. Yeah. And you mentioned too, you know, targeting specific professionals, you know, when, in, when you're working with them and you mentioned, you know, targeting kind of any different vertical, do you tend to see different industries or verticals that work, that tend to work with aggregate more than others? Well, we have some that are, um, we have some that are, that are, you know, bigger from a financial standpoint mm-hmm. right now. Um, but the whole, the whole premise behind the company. So we've we have launched or in the pro, are in the process to launch uh, well over a hundred sites so mm-hmm. far. Our goal is literally a thousand sites. And the theory behind the sort of business theory behind this is we don't want to have to figure out what's the best vertical at any given time from a financial mm-hmm. standpoint. We're playing kind of a horizontal portfolio game with all these vertical channels. Mm-hmm. So, and we've, we've seen, you know, one of our best sites um, before COVID was a site in recruiting, aimed at recruiters. Oh. It completely died in during COVID because yeah. nobody was really hiring. I mean, that just wasn't. So, so yes, we have some sites that have traditionally performed well, but, um, but really we think all the sites can perform at a pretty at a pretty equal level, given the pop, given the audience size. That's where they're going to differ. The, hmm. you know, they're going to differ by audience size. That's really interesting. And I'm curious too, kind of to pick your brain in with you know with your experience that you do have. Do you hear a lot of common misconceptions or things that people think may be a certain way that aren't actually the way? Um, you know, there's a there are. Um, I mean, there's there's sort of a gamut of things that I would say are kind of misconceptions, you know, that are that, you know, not not horrible misconceptions, but just, you know, you know, somewhat, you know, not understanding. Um, I think that what people don't understand is that um, a lot of the a lot of the other sources of lead generation out there really take advantage of a real mashup of content of content. So if you look at some of the companies that are providing intent leads, really what they're doing is they're aggregating from hundreds, if not thousands of different locations, this activity. Well, what one company, what one of those sources thinks is in a certain industry or related to a certain piece of software in an industry may not be their keywords may be different from another company's keywords. Um, The other thing is that they're generating these leads from people who maybe saw an ad, not even necessarily clicked on it, but it may have come up. They may have read a story, um, but they, you know, there's not really that detailed a a sense of information about them. And, And in fact, it's all based on IP address. So all they're really understanding is that there's a company. Mm-hmm. They don't know who those specific people are. They're not really drilling down into, you know, the real people that are exhibiting potential buying habits. And that's and that's part of what we help fight. Makes sense. It's a, it's a good good spot to be in. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, we think so. <laughs> I think we'll stay. Well, well, Robert, as we start to wrap up this conversation, is there sure. anything that you want to leave our listeners with, you know, either about aggregate, about the industry, anything you want to leave our listeners with? Um, boy, well, that's a big question. 
you know, I think the, uh, I think if I, I think that when I, you know, here, I'll just sort of address something that's topical, yeah. you know, uh, you know, generative AI is a sort of topical topic out there. Um, and, and certainly I think there's a place for it in the right instances. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that nothing will replace the true thought leadership of the actual practitioners in an industry. Um, I don't think you can kind of assemble, you know, I mean, as I understand how these, you know, large language model technologies work, um, you know, you can certainly create content, but I think, you know, I mean, look, our career for every one of us, you know, for better or worse as Americans, you know, we're driven by our careers. you know, is an important part of our lives. And I think that what you, what anyone wants, I, I'm, and I'm taking the audience, you know, our audience perspective, because we really have multiple s- stakeholders here, mm-hmm. um, um, is you want really good information about, mm-hmm. about your company. And that was always what trade media was about. And I think, you know, that that's what we've tried to replace is really open and, and, and expressing different viewpoints. We don't try and, you know, we have, partners, we generally have a partner on every one of our sites. It's usually a trade association or something like that. And they said, well, we want to make sure that the content you're putting out is, you know, we, we're okay with it. And we're like, okay, are you going to review 200 stories a day? <laughs> you know, and then they're like, well, we don't want to. And we're like, hey, conversation is good. You know, I mean, that's really kind of the sad thing that's going on in our society is there's not enough really open conversation. So that's what, that's, that's part of also what we see is like, you know, you know, put reasonably thought through content out there mm-hmm. and everybody can learn from it. So I, I would say that's my, you know, that's sort of one takeaway from what we're doing. I really like that. I think that's an interesting point too about, you know, making sure that, you know, not everyone necessarily has to agree with the content, but it starts a discussion and it creates engagement and helps drive traffic to your website. So you can work to educate more, drive leads um, yeah. and really, you know, encourage engagement, like I said. Yeah, and that, and like I said, we, you know, we view in, you know, with any company, obviously your customers are one of your stakeholders. Our audience is one of our stakeholders. Mm-hmm. Our, our, uh, the bloggers who, you know, I mean, we have, we have almost 12,000 different content sources feeding us content. They're one of our, and then obviously all, all the employees of our company are a mm-hmm. huge stakeholders in, in, the, in the company. But it's, you know, you, my belief has always been whenever I've sought to create a startup, there has to be a value proposition for yeah. all the states. And that's what I look for and what no, I'm trying absolutely. to look for. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Robert, this has been a great conversation. I appreciate you breaking the time, you know, to talk about the industry, talk about trends that you've seen, you know, the hot topic of AI. Um, really appreciate you being on Business Ninjas today. All right, Kelsey, thank you. Yeah, great to have you. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E dot I-O, and schedule a time to meet with us, and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.